But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's when you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. Welcome to 88.3 WGTs after further review. David, you hear us? David? Uh, you got him all the way on there. We can hear him. It's not like he's playing on the phone. Or typing something. Typing something. Did you get him all the way on? Yeah, I did. I, I locked it in and... Hit the one. Okay, cool. Let's see if we can do this again. David, you there? Did you pick up the phone, though. Pick that up. Okay, now, David, can you hear us? They're actually talking to the phone. See what he says. He probably yeah. It's not like it was typing. Okay, or something. David can apparently Derek's trying to talk to you. I don't know if you can hear him or because we can't hear you talking. David, no, I guess not. Well, David, call in on the regular phone. So we still All got right. a little bit of our difficulties, but we already have the other phone line set up for him. So uh, we'll have him call in on that other phone line. Just call my phone. It's still working out the bugs and the kinks. So. But, hey, we've got to try it out sometime, see if it's working. Work in progress, so. But David Nugamana got here, so we'll have his uh, NFL, AFC, NFC East preview, which will be actually kind of crazy, to be honest with you, that he'll have that. We're almost through uh, through it. Week zero of the NFL, um, or excuse me, college football is this week, isn't it? Well, I don't know why it's called week zero. Yeah. Uh. That's something that college football just does because they have not everybody kicks off, but some teams kick off a week early. Right. I know that um, the Big Ten, we have Nebraska and Illinois. Yeah, I saw that, which is in week zero. Yeah. Which is a conference game. Yeah, and then we also have uh, UCLA and Hawaii and Fresno State, UConn, and uh, UTEP and New Mexico State. Those are about the only other ones I can name off the top of my head. Seems like is he still there, David? Oh, we hung up on David. Okay, yeah, David. it didn't look like you hit on air. I, like I was, did that green button on there. Is yes, on air. Okay. Yes, okay. and I had it. I hit it the second time too to lock it in. Oh, okay, because I'm looking over and I don't remember seeing that on air. It still says his phone number's up there. So yeah, our, the phone is drunk. <laughs> so so who's your team against the Lions? What do you expect out of them this year? As we wait for David to call in. I'm expecting uh, their, them to hit the under for their over-under win total. Okay, here is David calling in. They just don't have, they're just, there's just no talent there. And uh, I think Jeff Okuda is a bust. Now how about your coach? Not fond of him at all. <laughs> well, at least the Lions will be biting kneecaps. <laughs> See, look, this whole shtick that he's bringing in, I, I mean, look, it, ha, 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 funny at first, but... It gets old after a while. So it's ha-ha, happy horse bleep, as you like to call it. Now I would say it's leaning towards that. Oh, hey, David, what's up, it's man? It's not just the biting kneecaps. David, you there? Yep, just enjoying the 
it's already started. We haven't even actually started the regular season, and already the Detroit Lions are going to be a top five draft pick. Dan Campbell's going to be fired. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. David, David, <laughs> David, David, David. Pump the brakes. Look. I'll admit I'm not that fond of Dan Campbell, but he basically gets a free pass for this year because he has nothing to work with. Unless he unless. does unless he does something so egregiously stupid, I'm not gonna call for his job in year one. You know what I'm laughing at is the fact that you wanted to get rid of Jim Caldwell so bad and you ended up with Matt Patricia and look how bad the Lions are. <laughs> Caldwell has bad in-game decisions. No, no, no. David, you got to chime in on this. Jim Caldwell was not the problem. And you sat there and you dogged that man and then was all happy about Matt Patricia. And look at this, what you got now. You got nothing. You got basically, it's basically the the Ford Field is a kitty, kitty litter box. <laughs> it basically is. Cause it's just, I'll give you that <laughs> one. this is just straight. <laughs> Look, I've said it on this show time and time again. I was sold a bill of goods with Patricia. You were, and then remember David when he thought uh, Galladay was a horrible receiver. I didn't like the draft pick. I didn't think he was a bad receiver. I just no, didn't you, like the no, pick. No, it was a great pick. And now he's I mean, with the there's Giants. A, there's a lot of revisionist history happening. I'm just saying. Like I remember those calls going. You know. Like, he was successful. It's like, oh, he got to win a playoff game. I mean, it's hard to greet the, It's hard to beat Green Bay. And I mean, there was it's a not lot beating of Green Bay. It's not beating Green Bay that I didn't have a problem with. When you had a three-game lead in the division with three with so many games to go, all you had to do was just win one game. And it did not necessarily have to be against Green Bay. But all where you are you now? You, you, right now, you are. Davis even said you're already looking at the 2022 NFL draft as one of the top five picks. But before you were in a playoff contention, and and like Matt Stafford said, he's tired of playing at one o'clock. He wants a meaningful game. You don't have any of that, and you sat there and you dogged that man, and you dogged the pick of the receiver, and now you got this. It's just, it's just funny. And I mean, I mean, if we think about it, how you're saying that Dan Campbell doesn't really have anyone right now. I mean, if we're really being honest, Matt, this is basically the same team with, except for a couple of additions that Matt Patricia started with. So, I mean, and really you're just swapping Stafford and Goff. You really still don't have a running game, wide receiver core, and your primary offensive weapon is still a tight end. And then defensively, you're just hoping that you can just keep it from, you know, stinking before halftime. So, I mean, it's still like we're just, it's the epitome of the hamster wheel. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand you want to give Dan Campbell, you know, first-year thing, but if we're honest, it's going to be a long year. And like Darren said, you know, the antics, the three-quarters of a gallon of coffee, it's only going to last so long in Detroit. I believe the same thing, David. I mean, look, <laughs> you, the, the shtick was funny at first. Now it's getting old. Already? He just got there. You, with you, me, it you, is. Like, you, with the stick with Matt Patricia, you let you let that last for a while. That was the stick, and we told you from the beginning that it was a horrible hire, and that Galladay was a hell of a player, and you let you stuck with that stick. And now Caldwell said, comes said, in here, and the stick is old after a month. 
I never said that Kenny Galladay was a horrible player. Mm. I just didn't like the pick because I thought they could have gone a different direction. Mm. Just because I don't, just because I don't like the pick of somebody doesn't mean I think that the player is a bad player. Nah, I I, I got to go look that up because I, I could remember there was a show that we were trying to convince you that because Galladay went to Northern Illinois, we had seen him play here because in the MAC, and you, I I could be pretty sure that you didn't you didn't think he was going to be any type of impact player or even a good receiver along with not liking the pick and then he ended up actually having what was it four great seasons in 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 detroit now he's with the giants and, right so i i'm on i'm gonna That's go about, back the thing, i'm gonna I'll go back to that segments. was probably I'm gonna go back be- to that was probably the best second round pick the lions have had because their other second round picks tease tabor yeah jelani tavai yeah, yeah. Make sure you uh, clean that mic off too. We can put that. We got double cans of Lysol, but we're gonna move on because where are you gonna start off with, David? Uh, we'll stay with Kenny Galladay's current team, the New York Football <laughs> okay. Giants, okay. and the Hold on, David. NFC. I thought it was the NFC least. <laughs> well, we'll see. One of their teams is on hard knocks. I'm waiting to see where he has them positioned at, which is the Dallas Cowboys. But go ahead, David, with the NFC East. Sure, we'll start with worst to first, as always. Yes. With the East predictions. And I think worst coming up to rear will be those New York football giants. I just think that if you're really looking at the roster, Honestly, neither of these, any of these teams could easily be under 500 and win the division, as we've seen in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. And so I just think right now, if you're looking top to bottom, do you really think that the New York Giants have what it takes to really not just kind of supplant the other teams in front of them, but stay healthy enough to be competitive in a lot of these games? And that's not just thinking about Saquon Barkley. We're thinking about the whole offensive core. I mean, we saw when the wide receivers go down, production went down. When we saw Saquon Barkley go down, obviously the whole half of the season was thinking, okay, who, you know, insert aging veteran, you know, where's Waldo for the running back position? <laughs> when the quarterback goes down, it's like, who's, who's going to be a solid, respectable backup? And obviously in the NFL, you know, the best ability, the best ability is availability. True. But we have to kind of just be honest and say, I just don't know if the Giants are going to be able to be healthy for 17 games. And I think that's going to hurt them in the long run, especially in a vision that is so tight as the NFC East. Right. So, so if I had to give them a win total, I'd probably go 7-10. and 10. Eight and nine. Yeah, it's so weird seeing seven and ten and eight and nine because there is seventeen games this season. So the Dallas, or excuse me, the New York Giants are last. Who's next? Next, we'll kind of just stay right there in that general area. We'll go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. And similar, similar things with the Giants. Like, do you really trust them? One to stay healthy. Two, yes, they have some pieces, but. There's a difference between have a lot of pieces that have moments of brilliance or have flashes in the pan, but can you be consistent? And then the million-dollar question, can Jalen Hurts be a starting quarterback for 17 weeks? 
because as we saw as at the end of the season, once team got a little tape on him, Jalen Hurts wasn't able to do a lot of the things that he was able to do consistently when he was both at Alabama and at Oklahoma. And so now with another year of teams being able to read more tape on him through these preseason games, as he, and then also as he becomes familiar with the Eagles' offense and trying to figure out with his receivers, including one of his former teammates in Alabama, is going to be what can this offense do? Defense, defense is going to struggle just because they're older and they lost a lot of their strong pieces on the defensive side of the ball. So I think they're they're definitely going to have some issues. But I really see Philadelphia again in that seven and ten, eight and nine place because I just don't know. One, where are they going to get the wins from? But two, can they really rely on Jalen Hurts the rest of the season without someone saying, oh, it's time for a quarterback change. Oh, he's struggling. Because now he's, he's the guy. There is no Hurts versus win. It, it's his. It's his job to lose. Hmm. Okay, keep going. You're right. It is his job to lose. You're right. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in Philadelphia when people actually get tape on him. But Philadelphia has been a mess ever since they won that Super Bowl, which has been only, what, three 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 seasons ago about? So three or four. So Yeah, 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 yeah it would have been in uh, yeah, 2018. Yeah, about three seasons ago. Keep going, David. Which, which is crazy to think. But as we think about the second best team, oh, got to go with America's team. Okay. Well, and <laughs> it's still really America's team, though. Well, that that's it's, provided it's really that uh, that Dak Prescott doesn't die again. That's my, like you're already saying. Dak Prescott may miss. Um, let's see, the first one or two weeks of or he may miss some time within the season, and so that's going to be a question. But then it gets back to the topic that we love to have. Is Ezekiel Elliott worth the money that he got paid? Because we saw last year, eh, and I mean, I, I, I'm I, not going to say I called it, but I kind of called it. I think this team is more reliant on Dak Prescott and need him more than Ezekiel Elliott. Because Ezekiel Elliott just wanted his money, and, you know, he played like crap half the season, for just going to be honest. But they tried to reload. They tried to get Dak Prescott healthy, and so we'll see kind of how he looks. That's obviously going to be important. But then I think, more importantly, defensively, they really needed to improve, and I think they did through the draft and free agency because, dear Lord, that defense was awful. Right. Like, secondary-wise, bad. Linebacking core, bad. No kind of pressure on the quarterback. It was just bad defensively. So I think there's really nowhere to go but up for the Dallas Cowboys defense. And then offensively, I'm going to make a bold prediction, and I don't think Ezekiel Elliott gets over 1,500 yards from scrimmage this season. Right. Like. So you're talking about passing yards and running, because you said from scrimmage. Yeah, from scrimmage yards. I think 1,500 total. Wow, that's low. If he doesn't do that. So what are you thinking? More like. A thousand on the ground, five hundred receiving, or no? He's saying less than that. He probably might be like an eight hundred and 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 three hundred guy, maybe eleven hundred. Okay, 
I'm I'm thinking he hovers around a thousand yards rushing, but then less than five hundred receiving. Okay. And the only reason I think he hovers around a thousand yard rushing is just because they really needed to also improve that offensive line because I think that was their bread and butter, and I think a lot of more eyes are going to be on Ezekiel because he played so poorly for significant chunks of the year last season. So he's going to it's going to be one of those okay, prove your contract kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But with the Dallas Cowboys. If they get 10 wins, it's lucky. I, I have them at 9 and 8. Okay, 9 and 8. Okay, so who's going to be first place then? That means the Washington football team? Huh? Which might be getting a new name. They won't be the Washington football team anymore. I think they should just keep it that way. Yeah, I think they should too because the W is sweet. I, I just like the colors and it's just the Washington football team. But, hey, they, they're going to get a new name. So, New, new name. New reign atop the NFC East, and I just think last year they were the best team in the division. And I think another year of that defense getting better, another year of Chase Young showing that he's dominated, another year where the offense the offense can click together. I just think that they are the best of a bad situation. And that's no discredit to Washington. I mean, you have to play who's in front of you and who's in your division. But I think they are the best in the NFC. And I think they will be the only team that reaches double-digit wins this season. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm in, I'm in agreement with David that I think uh, the Washington football team wins the NFC East. Uh, second, through, second through fourth, uh, I think it's pretty much just... Throw the rest of the teams in the hat and draw them, and that's how you determine the order. Because, although I, th- I kind of lean more towards Philly being in last place. Sorry, Brad, because he's an Eagles fan. Because mm-hmm. uh, new Nick Sirianni, I'm really not sure what he's gonna, how he's gonna be his first year as head coach. Dallas, it it really depends. Uh, if Dak Prescott doesn't die again after we saw his leg bent the other way, ugh, I'm not sure how if he's going to be ever recover from that. And the New York Football Giants are the New York Football Giants. All right, so we're going to do a recap here. You got Giants last in the fourth place, Eagles third, Cowboys America's team second, and the Washington Football Team one going what ten and seven, eleven and six. Ten and seven. Ten and seven in the East. Wow. Okay. I can. I can. I can definitely buy. I think. Honestly, I think nine and eight could probably win that division. I mean, even last year it was a a team with a losing record won it. So don't be surprised if it's uh, the if the winner of the division goes eight and nine or seven and ten. But you know, I think I think Washington's going to be somewhat better. Right. Well. We're not trying to rush David, but he said he had a hard out at 1245, and I want to get the AFC East in. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we'll have the AFC East predictions from David the Man of God Harris right after this here on 88.3 WXUTs. After further review, AFC East predictions from David the Man of God Harris. (laughs) 